Hello and welcome to a brand new Power Half Hour on the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. My name is Greg Mahochko, and my co-host on the West Coast is Chad Smart. Remember, vote smart 2024 because I don't think anybody's going to be voting smart 2020. I digress. Chad, how are you, sir? I'm doing okay. Yes, Kanye West and I did not get our forms filled out in time to be on the on the ballot, so I'm very disappointed I do not get to use my Vote Smart 2020, a better vision for America slogan. So we we'll just have to go 2024. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Mike, Mike, the real question is, if he offered you, if he asked you, would you be Kanye's vice president? Would I have to listen to his music or keep up with the Kardashians? No, you don't even have to wear Yeezy shoes. And then I would be open to the suggestion, but uh, you are strictly no, there, Chad. You would strictly be there for your mental faculties, what you bring to the brain table. Well then, yes, I would have to say yes. That's yeah. all I have to do. But yeah, I, I don't have to hang out with the with Kim and her sisters, and uh, I don't have to tell Kanye that his new album is awesome. Which, look, Kanye is not my style of music, but I've tried giving him a chance. Everything I've heard from him just hasn't resonated with me. If you're a Kanye fan, good on you, but it's just not my thing. So. But yes, if I was invited, you know, even if he just invited me to the White House to come hang out, I would probably do it because, well, how many, how how often have I been invited to the White House so far in my life? Uh, there was so. that one time. Uh, oh, you know what? I think people forget about, but you actually got uh, invited. You were unable to because of scheduling uh, conflict, but you actually got invited uh, for being part of one of the Dallas Cowboys Super Bowl teams, you were invited in the '90s. People, people forget about that, Chad. That is true, but you know, I had a prior conflict of uh, booking agreements. I was, I was doing that Simulex uh, commercial. <laughs> oh, good time. Speaking or of Valtrex, commercials, Valtrex, I'm sorry, Valtrex commercial. Sp- My products mixed up. Speaking of commercials, Chad. Yes. My, how we were able to finally jump into our topic <laughs> this week, which is some of our favorite classic commercials. And we actually started this discussion. It was, it was kind of an offhanded comment by you. And I, I rolled with it. And I, I hope you did because otherwise this can be a very one sided conversation. But after we recorded our episode last week, uh, which was on the peanut butter Falcon movie, which hopefully you know, you know that thirty-minute uh, episode served as a nice long commercial for that movie, which you should check out on Hulu or Amazon Prime, depending on which service you have. But we we played a clip from our collective youth, and you know, I I said, "Oh, that reminds me of such," and I pulled up the clip and and played it for you, and you said, "I know that." He said, "I think when uh, you said, I, I think I know what we're talking about next week, which is commercials, commercials of our younger days, Chad." Yeah, and how much research did I do looking into this episode? Next to nil. So I'm just going to uh, – I got some questions to throw at you. I'm sure I'll mention a few of my commercials or a few commercials that I remember from my youth, but 
while you have the actual audio of commercials, I have, as Kanye would uh, want me to be his VP for, I have the brainiac aspect of the topic. So, well, I think it is important to know the history of television uh, commercials and television advertising started in the early 1940s with the United States Federal Communications Commission issuing commercial licenses to 10 U.S. stations. Then as television technology evolved with color pictures, more channels, and increased distribution, the industry quickly grew into, into a money-making behemoth. And then they would have you know, sponsors like soap companies that would advertise on your programming. And they would have these cheesy uh, shows on in the afternoon that quickly became known as soap operas because of the sponsorship. Is that where that show, is that where the name came from? Yeah. I didn't know that. See, you learn something new every episode here on the Power Half Hour. That's Chad the Brain, everybody. I wish, uh, I wish either his name rhymed with brain or, you know, maybe it was Bobby or, uh, Or Or Brian, and you could just misspell it. (laughs) Uh, So I didn't know, but I know, I remember, uh, like, in commercials, so I like listening to, and and KMOX out of St. Louis, which is the power, uh, you know, AM radio station 1120, which, uh, by the way, if you, I'm going off topic here, but it's important. If you live west of the Mississippi River, and, you know, like your grandparents maybe grew up as St. Louis Cardinals fans. It's because for decades, KMOX was the only radio station they got. And there, you know, this was before, you know, like the Dodgers or the Giants would have moved out uh, to the West Coast from, from New York, uh, you know, Brooklyn, uh, et cetera. And so for, as I mentioned, a long time, uh, the Cardinals were literally the only game in town. So that's why, uh, but I, I remember KMOX will do these replays now late, uh, like starting at midnight on Saturday mornings and Sunday mornings, and they'll replay old, the, those old radio, uh, drama shows or, or comedy shows, uh, you know, where it, it's kind of serialized. And I used to listen to those when I'd be coming home from one of my jobs years ago, and I always just got a big kick out of that. But that's how some of the, the early, uh, media advertising began. And they were all say, you know, this episode brought to you by uh, Tide or or whatever, uh, you know, the, that thing would be leading into what you mentioned a few moments ago about the soap operas. And now, of course, it is a multi-billion dollar industry, especially around events like uh, the uh, Super Bowl. Hmm. So. I can- yeah, you know, I, I think the the emphasis on the Super Bowl commercials has – probably in the last maybe 15 to 20 years really become like the spectacle, you know, before that you would talk about it, but it seems, and maybe it's just me paying closer attention, but it it has really been like leading up to the Super Bowl Now that's all you hear about more, more time than the actual Super Bowl matchup. And I know that Super Bowl is a copyrighted term. So we're probably going to be sued multiple times if we keep saying Super Bowl. Nah, they don't care. But well, We'll see how their ratings are when they come back. <laughs> and, but I, I feel like because of the hype on the commercials in the last few years, a lot of the commercials have been very disappointing. And like they have, can't live up to the hype anymore. 
Agreed. And in the last uh, several years, at least that I've been, you know, when I watch the Super Bowl, and I'll be the first to admit, if the New England Patriots are watching, or, I mean, are playing, I'm not going to watch the Super Bowl. Uh, but that's just me and my own biases. But it seems like uh, Super Bowl advertisers have leaned heavily into nostalgia and, you know, bringing up uh, intellectual properties of, of the 70s, 80s, and 90s. But it was actually 1984, Chad, that uh, in the Super Bowl, that Apple introduces the Macintosh computer. And they spent half a million dollars on that ad. It was the NFL's uh, turning uh, the the big game into a major ad event. And that was also the first time that advertising became newsworthy. But that was it, 1984. So 36 years ago, half a million dollars that Apple spent at that time just to get their Macintosh uh, computer out on, onto the Super Bowl telecast. Yeah, and I didn't know anybody who owned an Apple until about 15 years later. So good work, Apple. I'm sure they had their sales. But so actually, but I the remember, home computer was still. I remember still Apple Apple computers being in my grade schools with the mm-hmm. with the three and a half, or, or maybe not even three and a half, but the, with the floppy disks. Mm-hmm. Uh, kids uh, who might be listening to this and unfamiliar, the your desktop computer see now everybody has a tablet before that it was a laptop and before that it was a, a a big bulky machine and you would have to put your floppy disk into a specific drive and close a little hatch to make sure that the disk didn't pop out at an inconvenient time uh, and that's how you able to run the program on your uh, depending on on the a particular type of computer, but on the DOS program. So, yeah, that reminds me of a joke that I will not tell here because we are a family-friendly show. We don't have to be. <laughs> no, okay, fine, Chad. All right, so advertising. Um, yes. The the commercials that I remember the most are the ones that. Uh, I don't know if I've told this before on the show. I, I'm sure I mentioned it on one of the, my many podcasts, but. Uh, I, look who I'm talking to, the guy with many podcasts. Haha. <laughs> uh, but, uh, uh, we didn't have a ton of VHS cassettes in my house growing up. Uh, I think my sister got for one year Robin Hood Prince of Thieves, and I got like a Hanna-Barbera cassette, you know, or something like that one <laughs> Christmas. But it was like our movies until I had buying power, like until I had a job, our movies were largely stuff that my mom Typically, my mom would, uh, you know, record off the TV, and so they had commercials in them. And if it wasn't, like, I, for some reason, I remember, like, The Sound of Music was one, and I don't think mom uh, recorded this one off TV for me. I think it was, like, an ant or something like that, but I had Ghostbusters, uh, the, a TV version of it. But I, I, that was kind of the only entertainment that I had as a youth. And so it was a lot of those commercials that... Uh, you know, have stuck with me uh, over time. Well, real quick, going, you know, and back in that time, VHS tapes were not priced to buy most most of the time. So until the advent of the DVD player, people who were collecting movies were mostly taping them off of, uh, off of cable or, you know, television stations. So, and then, like you said, a lot of times people would not edit out the commercials because, well, that takes effort to hit the pause button. Right. You don't want to miss the program right when it comes back. And 
Yeah, it's uh, kids today have it way so way way too easy uh, with their uh, DVRs and streaming. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is going to become another episode of Feeling the Clouds, but that's all right. But I like going back and looking. Actually, now with the nostalgia factor, going back and finding old VHS tapes of shows that I've recorded and seeing the commercials and and even you know I've been at work and just go on YouTube and. There are accounts that have like an hour or two of commercials just edited together. And I'll just sit there and realize that I skipped the 15 second ad before the commercial or before the video to watch more commercials nonstop. Um, kind of ironic in the Atlantis Moore set. Uh, or was that Atlantis Moore set? Yes. It was. Um, yeah. Just with, with a uh, quick. YouTube search, if you just type in retro commercials, you'll not be disappointed. I mean, you'll not feel like somebody's uh, shortchanged you because there are a plenty from the decades. I mean, the 50s and 60s and 90s and, and, uh, you know, everywhere in between. So if you're, if you're hard up for some retro commercials and, and, and if this episode, of the power half hours, like, oh, I want to go find that commercial that I remember when I was 11 years old. Try YouTube. They got some stuff on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you, Greg, mm-hmm. what commercials do you remember from your youth that stand out to you to this day? Uh, so the first one, and we'll, we'll just go ahead and, and, uh, and unveil it now was it, it's a McDonald's commercial and it was on that aforementioned uh, sound of music cassette that, you know, I think was recorded during winter time. I want to say that maybe there was a Campbell's soup, uh, commercial on there as well with like the little boy who's been playing outside and he comes in and he's uh, a snowman. And as he eats the soup, uh, the snow melts off and, you know, of course leaves a huge puddle for mom because this kid's an inconsiderate bastard. Um, but the one in particular that really, stands out and maybe it's because it's got a little classical music flair and I kind of like that. But if you don't mind Chad, and if you don't mind listeners, I'd like to just play the commercial for you in its audio form. I was waiting for you to say, no, that's okay. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I, I asked permission. I got away from it. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. I don't want to do this. It'll be great. I'll be scared. Just think how glad you'll be when you're all done and maybe we'll all go to McDonald's. I'll be glad when I'm done. I'll be glad when I'm done. I'll be... Think McDonald's. Oh, I wish I were already there instead of here playing this song. Oh, I would have a big chocolate shake, a cheeseburger, and also, whoops, and also fries. And I would eat my fries myself and not give any to my dumb brother. Hands off and mine off. Oh boy, my recital is almost done. It wasn't bad, I'm still alive. And now I can have my chocolate shake, my cheeseburger, and also whoops and also fries. Thank you. Thank you. So, in, in just, I, I'm flooded with memories because as I listen to it now, I think, okay, there's a lot of resemblance to my childhood in that 
commercial because I was the little twerpy brother. My sister used to take piano lessons, and one of the songs that she learned at that time, she probably didn't remember now, was Furley's. And I would be the you know kid brother making faces in the crowd, and and uh, she definitely wouldn't share her fries with me. I don't. I don't remember this commercial as much as other McDonald's commercials. So, uh, when did this come out? Oh gosh, you're going to ask me that question. Um, well, do you remember about how old you were? Do you put it into some type of context here? Um, I want to say it was late '80s. Um, I will find out. Here we go. Wait for it. There we go. Okay. Uh, da 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 da. 86, apparently, is okay. when it came out. So I was four at the time. Um, yeah. It, all, all that I can, all, all of my research, which was, again, a YouTube uh, search, says 1986. Okay. Yeah. Again, I don't remember. I, I was trying to place it. I mean, I would have been 12, as we discussed a few episodes back on our 1986 versus 1994 episode. But. Yeah, I don't remember this one so much. I I do remember Jason Alexander telling me the DLT keeps the hot side hot and the cold side cold. <laughs> I don't. Uh, do you remember? Don't remember this one. Do you remember the menu song, McDonald's menu song? The two all beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, tomatoes, sesame seed buns, Ooh, we are about kitchen to... sink. Oh, you know the kitchen sink. That's that's really. Oh, come on, stop playing. Stop playing so I can play it the right way. Oh, it just... The kitchen sink's the best part, right? I mean... Yeah. Um, you throw everything in there. <laughs> quick, quick uh, sidebar while I get this pulled up properly is last week I went to McDonald's, which I don't do. And I was reminded when I went to McDonald's why I don't go to McDonald's. But I, I was picking up my wife uh, for a doctor's appointment and uh, I she was hungry. I said, okay, I'll eat too. I'll just run and... You know, I, I gave her the option of McDonald's, Hardee's, or Dairy Queen because they were all, you know, located on the way and they were all about, you know, next to each other. And so she picked McDonald's and she said she wanted the two cheeseburger meal, no pickle. And I said, okay, well, I'll just get the two cheeseburger meal with pickle. And she, her, you know, two cheeseburgers didn't have pickle. My two cheeseburgers, they didn't have cheese, Chad. And I was like, well, what, what the Well, you hell? have to be specific, so. Well, you order the two cheeseburger meal, Chad. Don't you expect cheese on your cheeseburgers? Mm-hmm. Well, you would think so, but I, I will relate my uh, story. I have not been to McDonald's since everything shut down because now the one closest to me is drive through only, and they are the slowest drive through when they were open. So I can imagine now with more people going through. But I went to, uh, I believe it was Burger King. And I ordered my Whopper meal, and I said, no tomato. Mm-hmm. And they put on the screen that showed you your order, they put uh, tomato only. And I said, no, no, no tomato. <laughs> and then they had me drive around and ask me, like, do you want everything? I was like, yes, I want everything. Cheese, lettuce, pickle, onion, just no tomato. I got home, and there was tomato. So, I don't, you know, we can, this can veer off into a whole subject about fast food restaurant orders uh but uh, i won't keep there i was just sharing sharing that story with you i 
going back to commercials though. Yes, I want and, and tying wanna... it in with the um, McDonald's two all beef patty special sauce lettuce cheese pickles onions on a sesame seed bun. Let's find out if this is the one. I, I from nineteen eighty nine. This is just called the menu song. Hi, man, take your order, please. Big Mac McDLT, a quarter pounder with some cheese, filet of fish, a hamburger, a cheeseburger, a happy meal, McNuggets, tasty golden french fries, regular and large slices, salad, chef, a garden, or a chicken salad, oriental, big, big breakfast, egg McMuffin, hot cakes and sausages, maybe biscuits, bacon, egg and cheese and sausage, Danish hash, one, two, and four, dessert, hot apple pies and sundaes, three varieties of soft serve, corn, three kinds of shakes and chocolate, each of cookies, and to drink a Coca-Cola, diet, coke, and orange, drink is right, and coffee, decaf, to a low-fat milk, also an orange juice, I love McDonald's, good time, great taste, and I get this all at one place. Would you like that to go? That's not apparently the one at all, but good good on that guy. I heard Oriental in there somewhere. I don't know. You can't even say that anymore. Oh, was this the uh, Sichuan sauce? That must have been, yeah. That one. But um, I was going to say, going off of that, you know, the thing that, that kind of signifies a commercial that sticks with you is if it has a clever jingle mm-hmm. and something, you know, an earworm. So, of course, you know, from my youth, one of the most popular – commercials was my baloney has a first name o-s-c-a-r my baloney has a last name it's m-a-y-e-r john jacob heimer schmidt (laughs) oh you were setting up a joke and i thought we were singing a song (laughs) but but yeah but i i have to say you know living in southern illinois for as many years as i did there's a famous pizza place there uh it's called quattro's pizza very good place i try to have it every time i'm back in the area but their commercial is, you know, for pizza, call Quattro's 549. I have no idea what their phone number is. And I'm probably like the only person who went to SIU who not know their phone number. So, and I think part of that is my, um, as I've gotten older, and especially in this age of DVR and the thing, I tune out commercials. I just don't, like, I think the Snickers, when Snickers first started the, um, not going anywhere for a while. Right. Commercials. I think it took me like three months seeing those, the same commercial before I realized what the commercial was for. Yeah. And, but, and, okay. So I'm glad you brought that up because it's not one that was on my list, but I think every, you know, kid my age, everybody, my, my, my other co-host, my co-host of the year, Mike Luther knows, cause we used to have channel one news like in junior high and it was, um, it was like world news and current events, but it was delivered by attractive teenagers to other kids. And so it was like, oh, we better pay attention because, you know, these teenagers might know something. Uh, but they would also have commercials, which is kind of crazy. It's like 15 minutes and three of them are going to be spent on commercials. Uh, but one of them was – and it was the first time I remember seeing the Snickers commercial. Uh, and it was the uh, end zone, the guy who paints the end zone. And he's like, oh, it yeah. looks great. Who are the chefs? Uh, but to your point, no, jingles are imperative. Like you said, earworms. You can go back. I'm just going to play this one, Chad, if you'll indulge me. It's 28 years old. But gosh darn it, it's a classic. Would you Would you let me? Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out how what year that would be so I can... 1992. Okay. Stick a juicy fruit, the taste is gonna move ya. Juicy taste, going strong. The taste of juicy fruit is gonna move ya all day long. Juicy fruit is gonna move ya. 
Choose the song, it gets right to ya. Juicy fruit, the taste, the taste, the taste is gonna move ya. Classic. Juicy fruit, Chad. Juicy fruit. Mmm. Maybe your generation remembers Double Mint Gum a little bit more. I do remember Double Mint Gum because they had the twins, mm-hmm. which would then lead into, I believe it was... Another pair of twins. Coors Light? Or which beer company was like always like, and twins? I don't know. I don't... Okay. Well, they, they had a great successful marketing campaign, obviously, so... <laughs> now, if you were... If you are also of the, you know, the jingle's going to sell you and keep you around for a while, do you believe that you're not fully clean unless you're zestfully clean? You know, I just, uh, I am more of the Calgon take me away type <laughs> persuasion. I'm a, I'm a dove man. Mm. I like my dove soap. And I realized, so like, you Did know. Did you go through an Axe body spray phase in high school? I don't want to admit no no i'll say this no not in high school college oh um in high school it was i had a big can of like the right guard spray that i'd you know shoot the pits after gym class you know um but i don't know if axe was around until maybe the early aughts i don't or, or maybe i just wasn't hip enough to get that cool axe body spray stuff man um I forgot what I was going to say. I was going to say something else. All right. So I've got one more I want to play for you. And this is a toy commercial. And Chad, I don't know if you remember the 1980s like I remember the 1980s. But there was a a little line of toys that were like Hot Wheels, but smaller. One could say that they were in the size range. They were micro. Mm. And... To describe the type of toy they are, they were machines. Of course, Chad, I'm talking about micro-machines. The micro-machine man here, aircraft carrier there. You can't have that, but you can't have this. The new micro-machine aircraft carrier playset. The dramatically detailed, terrifically trimmed replica of the real thing that holds 25 micro-machines with fabulous, fantastic features. Two totally terrific elevators, real working hoist, runway, and two cargo arms. The new micro-machine aircraft carrier playset. And micro-machine cargo plane playset that holds 15 micro-machines with amazingly mini military features. Open and closed nose, real working ramps, elevator, and cargo door. Better get it before it takes off. The new micro-machine mini cargo plane playset. The Micro Machines Aircraft Carrier, Cargo Plane Playset, and Vehicles, each sold separately from Galoob. Remember, if it doesn't say Micro Machines, it's not the real thing. I have, still to this day, Chad, that Micro Machines Aircraft Carrier Playset. Wow. And officially, I can find two Micro Machines. (laughs) Uh, My son likes to play with it now, and it's my understanding that I don't know if Galoob is still around, but it was my understanding that the micro machines were going to be making a comeback in 2020 or 2021. Let me try that again. 2020 or 2021. Probably not 2020. Unless it was just in time for the holidays. Who knows? That I'll tell you what. You want to you want to elevate the status of my 2020? Let's get the micro machines in stores by Christmas. That's all I'm saying. Uh, do yeah, you remember? I'm impressed that Mr. Testaverde found time to take away from his teaching. Yes. Schedule to go and do those commercials. Yes, I'm so glad you. I was pulling. I was counting on you for that reference, Chad. You didn't let me down. Uh, now wait a minute. No, Mr. Testa, had, Mr. Testaverde was the larger. Was no, the larger Mr. Tuttle? Oh, okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Uh, and Mr. Testaverde, actually known as John Mushita Jr., I had a VHS game 
There was like a year or two in the 80s where VHS board games were popular. And it was all about commercials. And it was hosted, or the host of the show was the uh, Micro Machine guy. So. It's funny that you mentioned that like board game, VHS board games. I know that there are other elements of that now with like a um, – what, what, is it like the CNIT? Or, or, uh, yeah, seen it, I think yeah, is what it's it called. was the big one in the early 2000s. Yeah. Uh, but I remember a, a neighbor and, and a buddy of mine, uh, you know, my age had a game that was like a, a battle station type platform and you put the video cassette in and you fired your rockets at the TV and, you know, it's just, yeah, I can't remember it, but it seemed like it was, you know, that kind of interactive gameplay without it actually being a quote unquote video game on a console was kind of a unique and, you know, probably for a reason, unsuccessful <laughs> business Yeah, I know model. my friend, that, uh, my good friend Jeremy, who lives in St. Louis, the company he used to work for was, for the longest time, trying to work on toys that would engage with your television. So mm-hmm. you could be watching the Batman animated series and it would play, or you could be watching La Fortune and it would, um, you could play at home. But, yeah, I don't think any of those have ever come off. But, uh, Greg, I do have uh, one thing to tell you before you run out of time, and that is, I couldn't hear any of the audio that you were playing this whole time, so I was just faking it. Luckily, you set me up with uh, with the clips afterwards, so thank you for that, but uh, we're out of time. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. 